is the Desperate Mothers Podcast. Internet friends are the imaginary friends of your grown-up years. Oh my. Check out what these desperate mother are up to this week. I would not go with your persona. You're like, no, we're not going to do that. That looks a little too well put together <laughs> to be CJ. Even if you had the option to, you'd be like, no. Then I'd have to maintain that image. It's like, do you want to look 100% put together? I do want to look 75% more like I popped out of wherever I was and showed yeah. up to do this. I'm going to take that 75% yeah, every like, time. It's too much maintenance effort to keep it clean all the time. Well, like, I like to look nice. Like, you know, right, I, um, right now, I, I don't fit into all my really nice clothes. You know, my okay. tailor shirts and my, my nice slacks. And I don't want to buy the expensive stuff at this weight. Okay. But I do like to dress up. So if you were dressing up all the time, would you be Sunday bestie haircut then? Mm, probably <laughs> <Really> not. <laughs> In fact, I'd probably be more comfortable with more messy hair. Right, because you still look clean then. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Pretty clean cut. Then. Yeah, like I like a shirt and a tie and slacks. So, so the end result is, is no, you're just never going to get the clean cut haircut. It's just out. <clears throat> too too uptight. Yeah. It's like, too uptight. It doesn't go with the persona. <clears throat> Really doesn't. Okay. Is your shit well to put together? Not no. quite. <laughs> you don't want to confuse anyone. No. no. Send off the wrong this perception. Guy, this, this guy knows what he's doing. No. <laughs> not at all. You don't know CJ. Yeah. <laughs> Just like he says he's going to edit stuff. <laughs> I edit stuff, but I want to make it seem more natural. I leave warts in. Yeah. So that's that's the same thing with the haircut. You got to look more natural. Yeah. It's too clean. It yeah. looks artificial. Too tidy. Yeah. Exactly. Too okay. slick. Too glossy. Are we recording? Uh-huh. Okay. Cool. Um, so we warned people. We did? That there would be spoilers in this episode. We did? Well, we warned each other. Oh, we did. We did warn each other. I don't think we warned anybody. No. I think the title of this is going to be uh, yeah. Christmas Eve and Star for- Wars spoilers. Yeah. And Force spoilers. Or you could just put the Force Awakens discussion, spoilers abound like crazy. Yeah. Well, I've gotten away from the two-word titles for a year or two of the, of okay. the Desperate Mothers because our, our downloads went to crap on the two-word titles. <laughs> they really tanked off of just having two words. Like, okay. Like the the three subject titles from uh-huh. the first year they got more downloads they got way more downloads okay so people are obviously then seeing what the subject says before they decide to download yeah, yeah. okay which makes sense so i'm going i got away from the two word ones like taco juice and and whatever which right. you think they would download like crazy because it's just a great idea but i guess not <laughs> so we're going with a two subject okay title so okay. if you notice everyone since i've, I've changed that is a subject and another subject. Okay. So this will be four spoilers and, I don't know, Christmas Eve. Unless okay. we come up with something really funny. That probably won't happen. Not, if, have you, more, not if you've been listening to this podcast. Yeah, we'd have more listeners if it was actually funny. Right, right. No, this is the podcast for the lonely. Yeah, only the Hello, lonely. Desperados. Thanks for downloading another episode of the Desperate Mothers Podcast. We're going to be with you through these lonely and trying times of the holidays. <laughs> you have no friends, and neither do we. If you felt like you have no friends, well, you got a couple. You got, yeah, at least two. Thank you for downloading it. Yeah. We'll be your friends as long as you download the episodes. And keep downloading them. Yeah. 
That's the only way to keep our friendship. <laughs> is what have you done for me lately? <laughs> just download. It's easy. You just click the button. So it's a very materialistic based friendship. Because <laughs> they're not real friends. We had that discussion earlier. <laughs> yeah. Is internet friends real friends? Yeah. No, They. F- it's just more your idea. They're more... You feel closer to them as you feel closer to your imaginary friends when you're a kid. Right. That Oh, there you go. That's what it is. Yeah. Internet friends are the imaginary friends of your grown-up years. Yes. That's exactly what it is. That is great. Because they are everything you want them to right. be. Right. You can... You can take what they say and, and twist it with your brain mm-hmm. to what you want it to mean, even if they really meant that or not. Exactly. Exactly. What was that movie that uh, Phoebe Cates did? Um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. <laughs> you no, know that's the Wait a minute. I'm going to think about that movie for a bit. Moment of quiet, please. <laughs> My gosh, the pool scene? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no. No, she did this uh, movie where her imaginary friend from childhood okay. came back to her when she was grown up. Okay. And he was annoying, getting her into all sorts of troubles. Oh, oh, Drop Dead Fred. Yes, I knew what Fred was in the name. Yeah, Drop Dead Fred. Yes. Yes, so the internet is full of Drop Dead Freds. Okay. Only they don't manifest, so we love them still. Okay. Yes, yes. Because like I said, when we talk to them, we don't really have to deal with them. Right, and no matter how they think of something. We'll twist it. Yes, we definitely twist it. So we got our our imaginary friends of today. They never really went anywhere. They're just our internet friends. They just change. Yeah. They change names, and now they tell us a real location or something. I, mm-hmm. I don't know how in-depth your imaginary friends were, but... Not that in-depth. No. <laughs> no, mine didn't like me. I think they, they had an imaginary revolving door where people was like, Hey, CJ, what are you doing? I'm playing army men. Why are they going in that cave? That's my butt. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of this podcast, I'm out of here. No. <laughs> already? We're already going there? Yeah. That's why we have two subscribers. Don't we have more than two subscribers? We're up to three now. Yeah, we're really like, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. We go in between like one and two dozen. Okay. Well, I'm okay with that. All right. So um, we all saw Force Awakens. The Force Awakens, the Star Wars movie. Yeah. Apparently a few people saw it. Um, Broke all kinds of records. Yeah. It yeah. had it had the longest opening weekend in history. Right. Which is it started like Wednesday night. Right. And counted all the way through Sunday. So yeah, a lot of people who do box office stuff are calling bullshit on the opening weekend numbers. <laughs> because they're counting those midnight Yeah. Wednesday, Thursday morning Thursday. showings. Yeah. Because people were seeing it Wednesday night. Mm, I don't know how I don't at twelve oh one. Technically Thursday morning. Right, but I'm still trying to figure out how that's even doable since it's supposed to be a Friday release. And I know that, and the way my perception was is that if it was technically Thursday somewhere, then they could release the movie, which is why we've gotten up to 7 p.m. showings now, at least out here. Yeah. But I don't know how you can do a 12.01, you know, Wednesday night, technically Thursday morning showing since it's not Friday anywhere, right? Right. So... I don't think the international dateline reaches 24 right. hours and one minute. Anyway. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know how they're pulling that off, I, you, you know, what the, the mass release date is. I mean, I think it's possible that obviously some theaters might have gotten like a, a sneak peek or the permission from Disney to go ahead and release it early. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's got to be just a few theaters. Yeah, well, I don't think it was everybody, but I did read some 
tweets from people that saw it Wednesday. Okay. So you did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then I, I guess I, it's got to be a small number then. Because not but... all of my Twitter people are fake. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> just, you know they are. <laughs> it's just of the 15,000 plus. It's probably 15,000 plus. Okay. There you go. Just the best <laughs> I've got some plus that isn't fake. We'll go with the plus. All mm-hmm. right. So Force Awakens, nearly 248 million on opening weekend. So... That's, you know, really good. That that kicked Jurassic World's ass, which w- was the record holder. Star Wars The Force Awakens, according to Box Office, Mojo already has $363 million. It's not even been out a week. Well, it's... Yeah, do you think George Lucas is kicking himself now for yeah. selling the franchise for so cheap? I, I don't know if he's kicking himself. $4 billion. Right, which is still a lot of money. I would have hoped he would have kicked back, like held back a little percentage like one percent or two percent yeah f- yeah forever more right yeah. you know because so. you know once disney gets a piece of it it belongs disney changes copyrights disney mm-hmm. has teams of lawyers in there yep. coercing your senators to yep. change copyright laws <laughs> so that they can own the mouse in perpetuity mm-hmm. even though the copyright laws were de- designed to, to prevent s- that to yeah. prevent that 75 years post the artist's death right the idea falls to the pub, into the public domain with the idea that if it's still popular, yes, it should belong to humanity. Right. But. But Disney's still making money off that shit. Yeah. They can still grease some lawyers. <laughs> yep. You don't fuck with. You don't fuck with Mickey. You don't fuck with the mouse. Yeah. And, and is it a bad thing when the mouse is your friend? I not for Disney. Right. So. If Lucas could have like even put in a, a percent or a half a percent deal into where his mm-hmm. estate gets paid in perpetuity as well. Yeah. That would have been a smart deal on his part, even with a small percentage like that. Right. Yeah. I, I you know, force awakens is going to make a stupid amount of money. It already has. I mean, I, I, I don't think, well, no, obviously no one has made as much money as they have in not even a week, you know? I mean, it, it's going to be a billion dollar movie. Mm-hmm. I think it might thing- even might have already made it. I don't think so. Um, let me check the number real quick. But is it going to be a $2 billion movie? Right. Is it going to beat Avatar no. is, the, is the question. Um, no, it, at least reported right now it has not crossed a billion yet. But Avatar didn't beat $2 billion, did it? Uh, I could find out. Yeah, I don't think Avatar beat $2 billion. I don't think anybody's beat $2 billion in box office release. Um. Yes, it did. Did it? Two point seven billion dollars. If Avatar did two point seven, yes, this movie is going to do three. Okay, so your prediction is basically it will be the. You don't think this is going to be? I I don't know. I don't know how much legs it's going to have. That's the question. I mean, obviously, the people that like Star Wars are are going to see it, and they're going to see it just a lot. I know people have already seen it three and four times. How far? How long do you think it's going to last before spoilers are widely known? It, they are already widely known. I think you posted a picture in the face group uh-huh. group that said, spoilers, you mean people haven't seen the movie yet? Uh-huh. I mean, it's kind of true. I mean, I walked out of the theater. I walked out of the theater on Thursday night, the first showing out here. And people were discussing the movie between themselves, but they were not quiet about it. And they were giving out the major spoiler of the yeah, film. Yeah, I saw that too. I, I, I even cautioned a couple people to like, you know, right. Like there are people in line waiting to see this and they can hear you. You're right. And the, you know, this is the very first showing loud enough that the people in line could hear the biggest spoiler in the movie. Mm-hmm. 
and they're not quiet about it. And you know, if I'm the if I'm the dude in the line that is standing out in the freezing cold, which it was really cold that night for yeah, out here. Right. It wasn't probably it wasn't East Coast cold, but it was cold. It was like thirty degrees. Yeah, it was still like freezing, and these people are waiting out in the dark. You know, with the wind out here, which uh-huh. is we get a lot of wind, so it was it was cold, and um, people are giving out spoilers. Man, I'd be pissed. Yes, and you know, so spoilers are abounding. Already. I, want, I, I thought it would be funny if you run out of the theater going, he dies, he dies, Dumbledore dies. <laughs> and then people, oh, you fucker. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> you, go get, you, you come out of the theater giving spoilers for movies that have been out for like five years. <laughs> or you make up spoilers. Katniss fucking dies. Yeah, oh yeah. You yeah. know. God, I hate it. Hunger Games. Yeah. yeah I remember that part when uh, Kylo Ren and Katniss were fighting. <laughs> <laughs> they were on star killer base right in front of the president's house yeah <laughs> what the fuck is this guy high when he watches movie dude i totally baked yeah <laughs> so i hit the i hit the popcorn uh stand like eight times <laughs> someone spiked the popcorn <laughs> but um so 363 million not even out a week um or yeah basically a week now and that's a lot of money so I guess we're going to go into the spoiler portion of the of the podcast. Well, okay. So since we've already broached the subject, you know, we've mm-hmm. talked about Force Awakens. We're going to talk about spoilers, spoiler, spoiler alert. If you don't want to, you shouldn't have downloaded this episode since because it's going to say, say spoilers, spoilers in the title. Right. It's going to see Star Wars spoilers and stupid fuckers who downloaded this anyway. So this is your last chance. Yeah, just press stop because yeah. we're going to give away one of the big things right now, and that's. BB-8 sounds like Jar Jar Binks. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's what I was afraid of, remember? Yes. Okay. All right. Since that was kind of one of your big things, even though it's not really a spoiler as in terms of what we're going to discuss. It kind of is that... But... That Beach Ball is not a bad character. Yeah. I mean, you don't go out hating him like you you thought he could have been. Like, his name is honestly probably the worst part about it. It is Beach Ball. Yeah, he is Beach Ball 8, and he's shaped like two Beach Balls. Uh And they named him that. I don't know why. But he's not nearly as... kids. Just like George. That's why I was afraid. I was going to hate him. Right. But he actually was more R2-ish. He was an ex- almost an exact R2 clone. Yeah. He was R2. Yeah, he was that humorous George He had R2's mission... He had yes the MacGuffin for the film. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. The, so that was it. I mean, this was this was conceived to be an R two, right? Clone. Yeah. I mean, he did his job. He did. Yeah. His he job. was R two. Yeah. You could have had R two. Right. And which would same. probably been cooler. But then J.J. Abrams couldn't take credit for inventing him because yeah. apparently J.J. Abrams scribbled a couple of circles on a napkin and said, "This is a character we have to have. His name is Beach Ball Eight. <laughs> And he goes, looks like two beach balls. Like you, okay. It's gonna be another fucking um, con fiasco, right? Now people are gonna be making beach ball con burbunch, <laughs> con burbunch. Yes, get it? Yes, yes. And you get your star. I, you get I, your Star Wars tying going there. That's too. how I felt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah, he turned out to be decent. Um, I was I was going in thinking I could really hate this character like Jar Jar, and he turned out to be just fine. So. And I thought I was going to hate Finn because I don't like black people. 
<laughs> oh, here we go. Now we're now we're gonna have the pellet catch. No, because you get everybody like, oh, maybe they made a black stone trooper. Yeah, they made a black stone trooper. Like you don't know, motherfucker. You don't from the from the prequel or the trailers. You don't know that he wasn't a black stone trooper. Right. You don't know that he just didn't do a Luke. Right, and, and take the stormtrooper costume. Right, you know yeah. the the truth of the matter was is I didn't care. I didn't care if he was the main protagonist of the film. Right, you know it, it's as long as the film is good, it, it doesn't matter. But you really had some people out hating on that that one of the main protagonists is is black. Right, and I just I I don't get it. But well, they're gonna hate it even more if they if they go with the the romantic angle. That right, it looks like it. Right, because it's gonna be like all fucking. Kirk and Uhura, 1960s again. Right, which shouldn't be a big deal now that we're hopefully 50 years later, but... <laughs> what do you mean? We can't have a black guy sucking face on a perfectly glued white girl? Apparently not. Or... <laughs> not in this country. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, you know, he is a main protagonist, but um, what we're leading up to is Ray is really the main protagonist in the film. Ray is Luke. Yes. Ray, she, well, Ray, well, she obviously is a Skywalker. I would think she's got to be a Skywalker. She has to be. Yeah. There's an affinity between her right. and Kylo. Right. She's super strong. And the super lightsaber force. is calling to her right. that belonged to her father. Well, and her grandfather. Or, well, belonged to Luke and belonged to his father. Right. Well, Anakin made it, and then it passed down to Luke, obviously, in A New and Hope. And now it's calling to her. Right. And it ain't calling to her because she's got a nice ass. No, even though that would call to me. Yeah. I don't know what you have. I don't know if a, a lightsaber cares about what kind of ass you have. I mean, not really. I mean, Anakin was okay looking, but I'm not. <laughs> I was never really much into Luke's ass. Especially, especially after the car accident yeah. going into the Empire. Yeah. You're like, oh, he's messed up now. Well, it made him look a little more rugged. Yeah, it did. Yeah. He was... Which suited him in, in Jedi really well. Yeah. Because he wasn't a pretty boy anymore. Right. You could, you so, know, it fit the, the role better. But, um,. Yeah, and as the story reveals, it seems obvious that she's an orphan waiting right. for her parents to return. Right, and you, you definitely see that. You see the flashback when the mm-hmm. lightsaber is actually kind of calling to her, that first part where you see like the, the young And she, she goes into her Dagobah cave. She has her Dagobah cave moment. Right, but you, you see the ship actually fly away. Uh, you don't see who it is that's like leaving her there, but you got to assume that's her parents. Or one of them. Yes, or one of them. And that's where you think it's got to be Luke. I mean, who else would it be? Why else would somebody be, you know, why else would it matter that we see that scene, you know? Mm-hmm. But with her being as strong in the Force as it is, it really makes sense that she has to be a Skywalker. But there is no canonical history in the movies Okay, for the offspring of Jedi. Okay. Because they're not supposed to have offspring. Well, Anakin did. Because he never finished his Jedi training. Anakin did. Anakin never finished his Jedi training. Yes, he training. did. He was still Obi-Wan's Padawan. I don't think so. In in Sith? Yeah, because remember, at the end, they... Well, do, they, do Jedi's they, always partner up? No, they, they're on, master hold and... Hold on. By the end, remember, they put him on the council. And they said no one has ever gotten that much of an honor at that age. So he, but that was all Palpatine's direction, well, right? It is. So but, it really wasn't earned. Well, it wasn't. Remember, he got pissed off about that. It's one of the other reasons he was pissed off. But you don't put a Padawan on the council, no matter what. Oh, at the end, Anakin's at least a Jedi Knight, and arguably a Jedi Master. And well, we never with with Anakin, we never went through finishing school. We never went right. through 
but exit exams. Yeah, the thing we don't see that, and and the thing about it is, is what is canon and what isn't canon in Star Wars now. Movies is canon. That's well, it. Well, that's that's what you'd think, but um, I've heard officially, like semi officially at least, somewhere official comes from the mouse. Yeah, it does. Now. The mouse says it. The I, mouse says I what's think, canon. What I the heard. Says, this is real. What I heard, and I I'll like see if I can Google it real quick. <laughs> um, what's officially canon, at least as we started the movie here, uh-huh. The Force Awakens, the only things that, that were allowed was the other movies, mm-hmm. obviously, and the Clone Wars cartoon series. Okay. Okay, and then now the new Star Wars Rebels cartoon series. Everything else, all the books, everything else was thrown out. So okay. I did not watch past the first half of season one of the Clone Wars. Okay. Because of all this nonsense with the Star Wars. Okay. You know... No, because I, like you, when I was younger, I was read everything Star Wars, read everything Star Wars, mm-hmm. read everything Star Wars. And then something new would come out, and then George would say, oh, no, this is not official. And then George would say, okay, we license this, it's going to be official. And then it would be perceived by fans, and George would do his standard retconning and mm-hmm. say, like, no, this is not canonical. And so after a while, probably around the time of the first Dark Horse series, I was like, you know what, fuck you. Just fuck you. <laughs> I'm not getting sucked in again. Right. So I don't read Star Wars stuff anymore because it's fuck you, Don. You're like, but I'm if pissed But off. if the mouse is saying Clone Wars is canonical, mm-hmm. then I'm going to buy the series. Okay. So history. Um, 1.1. This is on the Wikipedia Star Wars canon link. Okay. So Disney acquisition... Canon revision in Star Wars Legends. Okay, so let's see what it has. So on October 12th, Lucasfilm was sold to Disney, which we all know. For a measly $4 billion. <laughs> George got ripped. The first time someone's going to say, I sold my company for $4 billion and was ripped off because the next two movies are going to make way okay. more than that. On October, or excuse me, April 25th, 2014, Lucasfilm and Disney removed all expanded universe works from canon. So officially all everything else was removed, okay? They announced that the existing six films in the Clone Wars television series are the immovable objects of Star Wars storytelling. So that was as so of the part that. where Yoda brings down a Star Destroyer is totally canonical. <laughs> anything in Star right? Wars? Yeah, anything in the... I mean, he brought down a Star Destroyer. Right. He goes, look, Muppet versus Star Destroyer. Mm-hmm. Muppet wins. Yes. So anything in the Clone Wars is legit. And in that, in the Clone Wars television series, um, Anakin has a, an apprentice, you know, which was named Ahsoka Tano, which is that oh, little, okay. um, I can't think of the race right now off the top of my head, but they're they're not the Twi'leks or the other ones. Uh, it'll come to me later. But um, okay. That's interesting. Now yes. I'll have to buy that and watch it. Yeah, yeah, you got to. It's actually on Netflix if you don't get hacked. <laughs> but I got hacked this morning. I didn't. I didn't get hacked. The um Netflix, Netflix got hacked and they got my information so I had to deal with that. It sucked. So Netflix security's not so good? No, apparently not. So anyways, um so yes. And then uh apparently Star Wars Rebels is is also now canon. But that's that just started, right? Star Wars Rebels is on second season. Right. On the Disney Network. Um, they've also have... They're starting to do... The first official canon novel in the revised list is Star Wars A New Dawn, which is a prequel or, Rebel, or novel to Star Wars Rebels. 
So that's the the canonical novels is when I start getting fuck you. Yeah. Well, I I noticed. I mean, if you if you had read all of the um, Star Wars books beforehand, I mean, there's a rich history there. Um, that's wiped out. Yes, completely wiped out. Um, there's the whole Timothy Zahn series that kicked it off, and then then Luke's wife Mara Jade, um, the, the, the the Skywalker kids, Jason, Jaina, and Anakin. It's all wiped out, you know. And yeah. a lot of people are kind of upset about that. That none of that is actually officially counts anymore. And some of those characters were pretty loved, you know. Yes. So, but none of it counted. You know, when Disney took over, they just said a big fat fuck you to everything that happened so they could write their own stories. Well, they they kind of need to in a certain way. Yeah. Because they need to get the audience wrapped around it because it's not a property that belongs to only the geekiest. Right. And, and I mean, when we're talking about Force Awakens, it is really A New Hope 2.0. I mean, it is so it is so much a new hope that you can actually predict how the movie's going to end. In fact, it is so much like a new hope we did predict how the movie was right, going to end. Right? Yeah, there there were scenes that were telegraphed from a mile away before it started. You saw from just the setup of the scene, like, oh, this looks like the Death Star. Yeah. Oh, this looks like the part where they're doing this. Yeah. Oh, this is like this. Um, there was even a scene in there where I think Finn and Han were infiltrating Star Killer base, mm-hmm. and, and they mimicked the the scene where. They tried to BS their way with the, the radio on the intercom. Mm-hmm. So they were just, it it was copied. Yes. If 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 it was not Star Wars copying Star Wars, somebody would have gotten sued over it. Right. It or or people would just say, "Don't watch this. It's just a rip off of some other thing." Right. But J.J. Abrams, you know what? I think more than anything, I think we talked about this before, was throwing the fans the biggest bone ever. Yes. Because he said, "You put up with three Movies of crap. Yeah. And now you want the great thing that you wanted from 1977? I'm going to give it to you. Yeah. Not only on a silver platter, but it's going to be the same fucking dish. (laughs) It really was. I mean, it it is. They called it, you know, this generation Star Wars. And it is because it's the same story. I mean, it literally is the same story. It is the smart way to do a remake if you're not going to do a remake. Right. It is shot for shot. It's a reboot, but not a reboot. Yeah. It's as much of a reboot as they could do with technically keeping it with the same it's, timeline. It's almost, it's almost like if when they do the next Spider-Man movie, it's uh, the same the same story as the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man or the Amazing Spider-Man Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, no, what, what did we say this before? J.J. Um, Abrams wanted the fans to get something they could be proud of, wanted the fans to, to get something that they could easily digest. Mm-hmm. And feel good about again, so he, he gave he gave the fans a great big, right. So it, and it, it's fine. It's like I mean, a, I was, like the movie, you yeah. know. And and if you're a Star Wars fan from the original trilogy, you have to like the movie because it's the same movie, right? You know, and it's even a little bit better because they combine the uh, some of the scenes and the elements from. The battle on Hoth, yeah, and the battle on Endor. So right. you kind of get all of that all together. You get you get a Tatooine style landscape heavy in the beginning, right? It really is all the things that you loved about the original trilogy. Yep, and they gave it to you, and it's going to make a, a stupid amount of money. It already has made a stupid amount of money. Mm-hmm. The only question is, is really, is it going to be the highest grossing movie of all time? I mean, that's really the only question that it is. I mean, I'm pretty sure that the word of mouth is going to travel. That hey, this is a good Star Wars movie. People are going to go five, six, twenty, maybe forty times in some people's case. You know, 
I wonder if people from you know that are slightly older than me, my generation, mm-hmm. that did see the movie two hundred times. Right. Like the original run Star Wars was in the theater over a year. Right. Right. You know, we talked had, about that last time. Yeah, they had a year post a year poster of right. like it being in theaters and people kept going. Right. It was one of those first movies that you, you thought you would be in the theaters in perpetuity. Yeah. Until Empire came back. It was almost in theaters until Empire came out. I think right. they pulled it a couple of years before Empire came right. out. It sounds about right. To have people like ravenous for Star Wars again. Right, because I mean if it started in seventy seven and it, I know it was in theaters like you said over a year, so that's into seventy eight and Empire was released in eighty. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was about two years that you were deprived from Star Wars. Yeah, not like you can go get a videotape because right. you had to actually be super rich to be able to own a VCR back in 1980. Right, right. it wasn't 81. for a few more years later that they became common. Yeah, I mean they were around those machines, Betamaxes and, yeah. and VCRs. They were around in the 70s, but they were just. <laughs> Too expensive. Yeah. 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 It was the, was the filthy rich. It was not the... Yeah, just because the Rolls Royce is around doesn't mean you ever get your hands right. on one. So... Um, you know, I, and that's like, like, could you buy a Rolls Royce? You couldn't even buy a Rolls Royce if you wanted to. Because wherever they go to sell the old piece of shit Rolls Royces that nobody wants... You still can't afford it. You can't it. afford it. <laughs> that was the VCR. That was the Betamax. Yeah. So, you know, you ain't getting this. So it's it's making a ton of money. Uh, you know, if you are a Star Wars fan and you're still listening to this podcast, even though we've announced spoilers, you're crazy. But go watch it. And if you have seen it, you're probably going to go watch it again. I right. plan on going at least a couple more times to well, see I, it. Well, the first time I saw it in IMAX 3D. Yep. And well, so, we were there at the same yeah. theater. So I'm going to go see it in regular. Yeah. And I'll probably see it in regular 3D. Yeah. Because I want to see it in all the experiences. Mm-hmm. Even though I know what's going to happen now. Right. And we kind of knew what was happening before. We did so. There were, there were almost no surprises. Right. Let's 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 go ahead and talk talk about the spoiler. The spoiler. The one big spoiler. The, the, the spoiler. Okay. Han dies. Han dies. Okay. All right. In in a scene that almost exactly mimics. Right. Well, here 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 it is. It was set up so obviously. I mean, how could you be shocked that Han dies? Okay. He slips into Star Killer Base. To, to attach explosives. In much the same way, Ben slipped into the Death Star right. to disable well, the tractor beam. It's even more obvious than that. I mean, dress, Trust me, that's obvious because that's directly out of A New Hope. Mm-hmm. But Han is the one that the heroes come to from the wizened one from the older series, the older you know movies. You know, well, he accidentally happens upon them, right? But they're still there. That's where the connection. But once formed. they see, hey, it's Han Solo. He's like, he's who we can go for guidance. Well, they yes, they announce Ray. You know, when Kylo Ren captures her, he says, "Oh, you see Han as a father figure, kind of like Luke saw Obi Wan in a way as a father figure." Mm-hmm. You find out that Han is Kylo Ren's father. Mm-hmm. You know, so how better to make your villain more badass than? You know, or how do you, you know, really cement him as an awesome villain? Well, you have him kill his father, you know. Right. Then they talk about how he's but he torn. But he does like an emo crybaby. Right, right. He does. Oh, help me, daddy. Help me. <laughs> and, and, he, and, his, and his hound falls for it thinking, oh, oh gonna, my gosh. He was such a sucker. My, yeah. The, gotta, scan, the wily scoundrel falls for like, it's so obvious. Yeah. The crocodile tears of the kid who's yeah. not saying help me be good. He's yeah. trying, trying to say. Help me be bad. Yeah. Because I feel the goodness making me weak. Yes. He says. Well, he, you know, and you, we as an audience get the whole 
okay, you want to feel like strong like Darth Vader. You want to, to be badass. And you feel this torn, you know, persona. Because you still have like a conscience. Right. You feel good still. So you're, you're torn. <laughs> but the really funny part about this is, like I said, then they infiltrate Starkiller Base and they're setting up the explosives. And then the whole setup where, is he going to go light? Is he going to go dark? But you know he's going to go dark if you've followed along the movie this far. But even if you haven't, right. even if you haven't up to this point, even though it's been like almost slapped in your face, the whole way the Starkiller base works is it sucks the energy from mm-hmm. the sun and it turns dark. So there's a hit you over the head with symbolism. Yes. It's like the ridiculous, that it turns dark, all the light disappears right before Kylo Ren kills Han. Yeah. yeah. Like, it- like they couldn't, they couldn't have said it more obvious. Like, dude, he's fucking killing Han. Be mentally prepared for it this to is happen. Like symbolism for fifth graders, right? Right. And there's people that just like there's almost a gasp in the theater when they finally kill off Han. And I'm my like, gasp, dude, my gasp was like, how are you fucking surprised? Yes, exactly. It's like, dude, how? I mean, I was not shocked at all at this point. I w- I was like, fuck you, fuck you. You 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 telegraph this from a mile away. Right. You hit me over with the symbolism, and then you do it. Yes, you want to shock me? Don't do it. Right, right. And it was like, and there's still people that were shocked. Like they they really honestly could not believe that they were going to kill Han Solo, even though it was so obvious. I mean, I was mentally prepared, like. 10, 15, 20 minutes into the movie that Han's dying. As soon as you meet Han at that point, you're like, oh gosh, this is really setting up to be the Obi-Wan, I'm dying. Yeah, role. yeah, you know Han wasn't getting out of the movie yeah. alive. And then they, but then when they break up right, inside the base, right. you're like, oh, this is how it happens. Yeah, and you know, people were still shocked. I mean, I saw interviews with people like tearing up after the movie uh-huh. that Han died. So it's just like, you can't be shocked. So. Alec Guinness is rolling over in his grave. He's probably like, no one give a fuck when I die. <laughs> like, the prequels weren't out. They didn't know. They didn't know what was going on. Yeah, you weren't Ewan McGregor yet. Yeah, right. You know, and plus, you know, everybody went to see Star Wars. They probably didn't go see Bridge on the River Kwai. No, no. And, and the funny part about that is, is like, you know, um, Alec Guinness, like, didn't even really care about his role as Obi-Wan, so. Well, I mean, he was a classically trained actor. Right. He was he was bigger than that role. He was like, this is space opera, soap opera. I don't care it about this ridiculous. shit. Yeah, it's just silly. Yeah, I think he had favorable words for, like, George Lucas beyond <laughs> a silly story, but and he liked Harrison Ford, but. Right. Well, I think he liked um, Anthony Daniels and the other guy. Yeah, he he had good words for his coworkers. Right, he, he just didn't. He like wasn't the a total story. shit. Yeah, but you know he was a drunkard. Yeah, <laughs> Alec, Alec Guinness. He was a he was a hardcore drinker. Alec Guinness was a badass just because he doesn't give a fuck. Well, th- that was his that was his type. The person he, he was. was he was a, he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Give me some give me some beer and we're gonna be rowdy and raunchy and yeah. and. We're artistic actors, and what's a silly little space opera? What's it like Star Trek or Space Ninety Nine? Yeah, what, what's whatever. the one Thunderbirds with the little puppets? Whatever they're paying me, I'll yeah, do that's it. That's pretty much what he did. And yeah. we get to go to like exotic places and pretend we're spacemen. <laughs> He's like, "This is ridiculous," but I'll do it. You're paying me, <laughs> but we're going to North Africa, so kick ass. Yeah, you're giving me a check. This is fine. Yeah, it cashed. There we so, go. I found the. Um, well, I'll just, you know, you know how, like, you get the Google News feed? Mm-hmm. Or if you have an Android device, you get a Google News feed if you have a newer one that just shows you, like, based on your what you've searched for on Google, like, stories you might like. And I got the 40 unforgivable plot holes in The Force Awakens. Oh, are there 40 plot holes in The Force they, Awakens? They say there's 40. This one author from Huffington Post says there's 40. Yeah. So we're going to run through them, I guess, and see if you really, if we agree that there are 40 actually unforgivable plot okay, holes so let's say them and if we agree 
Yes. We'll go right on. Or if we think it's total bullshit, we'll just pass on it. If it's debatable, yes. we'll debate it. Where, where can they get that from? HuffingtonPost.com. Ho- okay, what if people don't want to go to that site? Just put just Google 40 unforgivable plot okay. holes is, is it based? Well, Huffington Post is an aggregator. Is it on their website? I, yeah, it is, is it? on their website. Okay. Because sometimes... It's the author, if you really still can't find it, which you should be able to... The author's name is Seth Abramson. Oh, he and sounds like a Jedi. He's not a Jedi. He's a huge nerd. Um, <laughs> when I first read this uh, post, I was like, yeah, this guy, author, he's just a dick. He doesn't like Star Wars. Right. You know, he's just going to, you know, be a dick to be a dick. And then he's like, you know, um, well, let's be honest. It's a great movie. And I'm like, what the hell? So that means this guy actually liked the movie, but legitimately thought these were plot holes. So okay. let's run through them. Okay. Number one, to blow up the 120-kilometer Death Star in Star Wars, the Rebels needed detailed plans for the base and a full-scale invasion force, as well as supernatural targeting skills, Luke using the force to bullseye the uh, the proton torpedoes. Um, but in this one, in Starkiller Base, they don't need any of that. They just need like a few guys to infiltrate the base and the skills of a so-called janitor to tell them how to take it out. Is that an unforgivable plot hole or, or, or not? I don't know. I don't think so. And here's the reason I don't think it's a plot hole is that a, the, janitors know where everything is, right? They do. Even at, well, I mean, we, they got to clean that shit. Right. They do know where everything fucking is. And they have keys for everything. Yeah, they do have keys for everything. Because everything's got to be cleaned. Right. If you need to break in somewhere, you find the fucking janitor. Yeah, because nobody else has for sure been everywhere. <laughs> right. Janitor knows where everything is in every little fucking corner and crevice. Yeah, that's a disrespect for janitors right there. Points off for him already. Yeah. But the thing of it is, is even if that's the case, I mean, they, the, the Starkiller base is a fucking planet. Right. Okay, it's hard to defend a whole fucking planet. You know, especially when Han flies into the planet basically at light speed. So, so if these plot holes are based on previous movies, though, I, I call bullshit on on that altogether because that's bad logic. Yeah, it's to say if yesterday was blue, then today not green. Yeah, and who who said that circular base is more secure than than a Death Star? Right. It by nature, I would think, is a very volatile place. I right. Mean, if you think about the crazy magic science that it's doing to suck all the energy out of a star <laughs> right <laughs> i don't know what the fuck kind of magic you need but you right. need magic yeah. to make that happen. you gotta you gotta have some serious crazy technology to pull that right, off yeah so my, my tractor beam is heavy with the force yeah so let's call bs on that yeah. one okay yeah. next one the wily han solo lose track of his most prized possession the millennium falcon for more than a dozen years that's a plot hole I I don't. I know Lando had it for a while. Yeah, he couldn't do jack shit about it. Like, right? About getting it back. Yeah, and, yeah. And Han was, I think, depressed. And, and, and Lando wanted it as well. Right. Who else doesn't want it? Yeah. Who doesn't want the Millennium Falcon? Like, yeah, if he so. lost it legitimately, which it sounds like he did because he was depressed that his son goes emo. And if it's as high profile as it is, you're not going to be flying it around. Right. You. If you're you get keep it, it in a junkyard right. where nobody knows to look for it. Right. And that's what happened with it, basically. Yeah. So it, I don't find that as a huge plot hole either. It's like okay. If, if Han Solo doesn't know where it's at and he lost it because of other shit that's going on with his life, which at that point when you have kids, the Millennium Falcon is definitely not your most prized possession Yeah, anymore. and the ship that he picks up the Millennium Falcon in is ginormous. Oh, I know. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I thought it, it was... It, it, like a Death Star. Yeah, I thought it was like, it was wow. Huge. Yeah. So I, I don't find that one a plot So he might either. be missing his favorite sports car, but he's not going to stop everything to find it. Not at that stage in his life. Especially since it's so high profile yeah. that if it pops up, people are going to tell him. 
hey, Han's going to pay money because I saw his favorite sports yeah. car again. And here's the thing. It's Han Solo. He's going to break, he broke into the fucking Endor, you know, and, and did that. He's a, he's, you know, a well-known smuggler. He's, mm-hmm. he's a, you know, a pretty badass. If he finds out where the Millennium Falcon is, he's coming to get it. Yeah, yeah, so. So it, I, I don't find the logic in that one. Number three, Kylo Ren, a powerful force user, fights a lightsaber duel with an ex-janitor who has never held a lightsaber. Okay. First of all, I agree with this plot hole, but once again, I don't like the, I, the, uh, the author's, you know, He's just he's dissing janitors again. Yeah, he's a dissing janitors, and he's dissing that um, that Finn was not a stormtrooper. He's still trained in combat, you right? Know? He he was a, a hardcore trained in combat, brainwashed stormtrooper. Yes, who for some unexplained reason not only bucked his brainwashing, right? But if you remember when he was standing there, Kylo Ren walks by him. And senses, and senses something something's off, off about yeah yeah the well, internal conflict that that so Finn's maybe having. he was sensing some some force born internal conflict right something he could sense through the force but why would uh, the only Jedi slash Sith force user mm-hmm. in the known galaxy right feel something off about this character if he wasn't right. force sensitive in some way right. And but the thing of it is, is the point. This one is still logical because Kylo Ren is is a badass. At least when we first see him, he can stop a blaster bolt in mid flight. Yes, and he can't like throw this fucking dude against a tree and just in the lightsaber fight. In well, one maybe second. he had the same disdain for janitors that, that <laughs> the author does. does. Like he's not worth being thrown. I'll just like hack him apart in two yeah. seconds. Yeah, and he eventually does win that fight, even though not impressively. No, just in time for Ray, who did get thrown into a tree to start that fight. To go and kick his ass later, okay. So yes, that one's that one is a plot there any, hole. There, there's underlying uh, context there that yeah. we need to make that work. So I would call that, yeah, I'd say it's a plot hole. Yeah, because we can only infer some things, and right. we'd have to do that to make it work. Yeah, just like that's how we can make episode one better. Yes, uh, we'll do that on a podcast one of these days. Ray becomes number four. Ray becomes nearly as effective a force user in a few hours as Luke Skywalker did in a few years. Same. Because I think we have to bring a lot to the table that we weren't shown. Yeah. There's, there's, there's things that could be said about Ray's force powers. Um, like her whole being able to almost naturally use the mind washing, like, you know, brainwashing thing. Yeah. The, the Jedi mind trick. Yes. That she used on, um, Daniel Craig. She, she was she was never shown, and then she's fucking she's Jedi mind tricking fucking James Bond. Yes, <laughs> which is like it's not only impressive that she mind tricks anybody, she, she but mind it's James, tricks, Bond. James Bond. That, that fucker can withstand torture. Yes, <laughs> he's been saving the world since before her mother was born. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if it was a different actor at the time, whatever. But yeah, so I, I an, s- another it it calls us to put stuff there that we aren't presented right. with. So it has to be a whole to a certain degree. Unless yeah. they go back later on and give it to us. Certain things that make sense are her her ability to start using the force when it, it awakens. I'm guessing that's the awakening is the awakening in Ray. You know, it, that the title references. Yeah, true, but that calls for us right to put a lot in there. And I and I see her being able to resist things in the force like she does when Kylo's trying to mind probe her. But to be able to kind of just 
act out with the force like that. I I I find that hard. But they to... they have that moment where she says, "You're afraid." Yes, right. Maybe the, and it would have been a good thing. Maybe it would have been too cheesy mm-hmm. for to show flashes right. of, of training. Yeah, flashes of something feats. Like maybe there was a force exchange of knowledge. Yeah, there like a the mind boat. meld almost. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like then, when you when he goes to open his mind to get her, he has to open up his own mind to do it. Well, she something. almost took over. Yes, him. You well, know, she, she said started probing him. Yeah, she says, "Oh, you fear not being able as strong as Darth Vader," and that's yeah. where he kind of breaks off from her. Yeah. So if there was an exchange of force information mm-hmm. there, that would have been a lot more clear. Like she sees him using the mind tricks, and you know. Yeah, yeah, but we weren't presented with that, right. so I think it is a valid hole. Yeah, there's there's definitely a, a level of hole there. Like, how much so, we'll see. I mean, it could be explained by future movies. Maybe something happened with Ray at some point where she did receive some sort of training, and we just weren't shown that. Or she was been reading about... Because she knows the legend of Skywalker. Right, she does. So maybe now that she senses the Force and she sees the Force user, yeah. she's heard those stories where Luke told, what's his name, to let him inside Jabba's right. lair. Right. Luke used the Force to get by. You know, she knows that the Jedi mind tricks is a story they're told. Yes. And now since she's got this Sith Lord right in front of her. Yeah. She's like, that, wow. And he says, I have some force. Maybe I can do that Skywalker thing. thing. Yeah, and then actively try to do it. Now, when she fights and ultimately defeats Kylo Ren, I, I find that, like, because, like I said, it looks like Kylo Ren's the shittiest swordsman in all of Star Wars just by his lack of skill. Right. Finn gets beat up by a stormtrooper with a, a modified stick. <laughs> right. And he has a lightsaber. Right. <laughs> and then he holds his own with Kylo Ren. For at least a while. I'm telling you, Kylo Ren has had nobody to fight against. Yeah. <laughs> so his skills are soft at best. Yes, he is not a swordsman. He no. is he is a he is now a, in his case the, the lightsaber is a screwdriver. Right. And his force power is throwing you across shit. Right. Which, you know, makes your other argument of why didn't he just do that to Finn? Right. That no. seems to be more up his alley. Yeah, just throw shit at him. Yep. Like Hunt Vader did to Luke. Yeah, yeah. And that is a super effective way for Jedi to use their Force, not to yeah. not try to use the lightsaber to duel somebody. Right. Because we found that people can be decent swordsmen and not necessarily that great in the Force and hold their own in a lightsaber battle. Because like I said, Luke was holding his own against Darth Vader in The Empire Strikes Back, and, Luke, and Vader basically said, well, fuck that. Here goes Force attacks, bitch. Handle that. And he couldn't. Right. So if... Kylo's a crappy swordsman, which it looks like he is, at least at this stage, that he couldn't be really, it took him so long to defeat Finn and then finally well, it, it loses does, a ray. It doesn't look like Snoke's given him very, or probably hasn't given him any force training. Right. Or any star, any saber training. Right, at Cause, all. Because he's not going to the Sith Lord school no. of fencing. <laughs> he is not. He's, there are only two Sith. That's the rule of the Sith, right? right. There's a master, there's an apprentice. One... You you don't teach, and if you're a Sith Lord, you're not teaching your apprentice to be a better swordsman because he's gonna fucking kill you. That's the that Sith are like the Klingon. The only way to be a master is to kill the the master. Yeah, you eventually kill your master. It's just the way it goes. So, (laughs) I think the Sith, um, just the whole way the Sith structure out there that you're never gonna make an apprentice be more powerful than you because it's retarded. You're just like. Ensure that your life is shorter the stronger the apprentice you get. Yeah. Well, there you go. 
And it, like I said, and Ray ends up winning that fight, but I, I find that more reasonable because A, she's used a melee weapon. She's got a melee weapon, you know, using that staff earlier. So it makes sense that she can use some sort of melee weapon just in general. And she's well, feeling and she the force. beat up two stormtroopers, right, in a one-on-one physical fight or one-on-two physical fight yeah. with a stick. Yes, so she has melee training of some sort. She enough to know. take out trained stormtroopers, right? So <laughs> Finn better watches that. <laughs> Apparently, since he got his... Well, it makes sense that he's a... Gen- Why would they give you a blaster then and tell you to execute a village full of people if you were just a janitor, not so good with the a weapon? Right. You know, he obviously has that sort of training. Okay, so let's run through a few more. Just minutes before Starkiller base explodes, Supreme Leader Snoke tells Hux to get Kylo Ren off the planet. Basically, he's saying, how does he know where Kylo Ren is? And he's saying, the author's saying, well, because he's got some sort of special Kylo Ren GPS... Dude, the guy's probably got a communicator like anybody else. I mean, it's got to be the ver- same version of a Star Wars cell phone. It shouldn't be that hard to find him. Yeah, so, yeah. If you're uh, if you're the commander of the Sith, if if you're the Sith Lord, you were talking to your apprentice. You know that a signal got bounced to this satellite, yep. and so there, you're not. He's not going to be in orbit around the planet. Yeah, I can. I'm sure that if I have my cell phone set to on people can triangulate me pretty fucking quickly you know yeah and if you have all the resources at your material if you're general snoke or general hux who has basically command of everything yeah i can find his ass you know i don't know why that's difficult or hard to believe it's like with all the hops on your email yeah just (laughs) trace around it it's not hard all right next one uh the reason ray was slowly bleeding to death instead of being dead by Oh, Ren. Right. Ren was slowly bleeding to death instead of being dead by Ray's hand. Is that a massive chasm that has mirac- just miraculously opened up several feet below the two? Such bad timing. Okay, well, once again, why is that a plot hole? Okay, wait a minute. He's slowly bleeding to death. Yes. and then Because so, Chewbacca shot him. Right. Yeah, Chewbacca shot his ass. Right. That, he, that was a bolt that took out two stormtroopers right. in that assault. Right. So right. how did that not even knock him on his ass? Yeah. Two stormtroopers. Right. Han took Han took the laser crossbow from Chewbacca and then shot she... it and killed two stormtroopers. Right. But Kylo Ren takes a single boat bolt into the, the abdominal obliques and he's fine. Right. Doesn't even get knocked on his ass. Right. And the the thing that And I... it was a surprise bolt. Yes. And the, well, shouldn't have been to a force user, but then he just killed his father, so he's he understandably stunned there for the moment. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing is also if we think earlier Chewbacca shot a lot of stormtroopers in the other movies and it didn't knock any of them on his ass. So I'm thinking there's got to be like a power setting on that damn, you know, crossbow mm-hmm. that um, that you can crank it up depending on what you need. And they usually like a phaser. On, yeah. And they usually he usually lo- uses like the one person setting. Right. You know, so you could get so, more shots. And since he was all distraught after watching. Yeah, he didn't fucking flip it the full power and say. No, no, he just he just shot him. trigger. Yeah, yeah, he's just mad he shoots him, and that's what he got. So I, I don't find that it's a big plot hole. I mean, I guess the, the, the thing that would be more of a plot hole is how did it randomly, like, the you know, the, the, the crevice appear right there. But you can't have Kylo Ren die at that point in the movie. You got to have him come back as a major villain. Yeah. So. You, Cause you wouldn't, you weren't going to do anything. If that fight continued, he'd be dead. Right. It, we would be. And we know that the planet's blown, you know, has got damage from what the X-Wings are doing. So, and we know in, in typical story, Star Wars toward storytelling bullshit, no matter how young, no matter how many younglings you kill in the third movie, you can do a last minute confession <laughs> and be okay and, and be a good guy. Yeah. Right. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> also, you know what? You know what? Force Ghost Anakin, come 
come down and tell your grandkid that he's fucking lost. <laughs> right? Right? Right. Tell him, look, I killed a lot of younglings. I've been where you're I've been where you're at. <laughs> I mean, I know how good killing is. Get you that good fucking murder boner going on. Apparently, Forrest Ghost can come back, you know? Yeah. They've done it a few times. I don't know how that exactly works in the Force. But come on, dude. You're Anakin. He's trying to do this because he wants to be like you. You could say, hey, fucker, dude. I went to the light side for a reason. Right, right. You know, at the end. Listen, I know I know the full-on chub killing younglings <laughs> gives you. It's not worth it. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number seven. Fucking baby killer. <laughs> yeah, <you> asshole. <laughs> Darth Vader kills babies and they make action figures and Christmas ornaments of them. <laughs> Number seven, Ray, who has never left her home planet, which we assume that Ray or that Jack, who is her home planet, once again, there's an assumption, since the child can speak Wookiee, so because she does talk to Chewbacca. Okay? okay, why is that a plot hole? Maybe there are Wookiees on Jakku at some point. Yeah, it's an outer rim, right? Yeah, as far as I can tell, I, I've never seen the map yet of it. But even if it isn't, why is it impossible that she hasn't come across a Wookiee at some point? Yeah, you know, at least that's a fucking language, not like beep boop boop beep. Yeah, right. So I once like again, I, I, I don't more see crazy how that's, that's a plot hole. We're assuming that she's never dealt with a Wookiee in her whole life at that point. So, yeah, yeah. Um, number eight, it's okay that Poe po survived a, a TIE fighter crash after all. So did Finn. Okay. Based on a film lesson, given a false person, the character died. Okay. So it's a plot hole that he survived the TIE fighter crash. I'm just going to skip that one. Cause it's ridiculous. Cause Finn already did. Um, number nine, with all the nonsense about the First Order wanting to destroy the Republic because the Republic is supporting the Resistance. Okay, Rother's saying, first of all, the re- Resistance isn't part of the Republic. First of all, this isn't the Resistance part of the Republic. And if it is separate, why has the First Order just now discovered the not very well hidden fact that the Republic is supporting the Resistance? And if the Resistance is, in fact, part of the Republic, why did Star Killer Base destroy the Republic's planets and Moon's Okay, it's really wordy, but the end result is basically he's saying that, you know... Did you read this article? I did at one point. (laughs) Anyways, we'll just skip that one. Okay. Okay. For that matter, why does it seem like the entire Republic is centered in one just one star system? Okay, well, we read a little bit more detail about that one, at least I did, is that the system that was destroyed was called Hissian, the Hissian system, uh-huh. which is where the capital of the Republic is at that point. So they basically nuked what was Coruscant, but it's not Coruscant anymore. It's a different planet, which makes sense because they're talking about in the movie getting rid of the Senate. They mentioned that. So the Senate's going to be stored on the you know the head system or the head mm-hmm. planet which is hissian prime so um why is that once again why is that a a plot hole um it's it's not the entire republic is there that's just the center of the republic so it's a symbolic move okay there you like go like all yeah you know the peaceful planet that gets destroyed. they had to destroy an all yeah they did they have to destroy something it's the way to establish that mm-hmm. this is a legitimate threat that star killer base is mm-hmm. So, and it also breaks apart the centralized government of the Republic, which if the First Order is kind of out on the Outer Rim, which is what, you know, I've kind of read afterwards, it's still an Outer Rim thing, then... So if we want to plunge the, the galaxy into a worse chaos, state... yeah. ...and bring it into the same place, the original trilogy was in Empire. Yeah. We have to destabilize... The Republic. Yes. So we're going to nuke the head planet. So... <laughs> So the crawl in the next movie is going to be 
with the rebel with the resistance on the run yeah. and the first order taking <laughs> seizing power. control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's definitely going to be like the first one or two sentences. <laughs> so far, we've been pretty good at predicting what's going to happen in, in the Star Wars movies. That's because because Abrams is giving all the fans exactly yeah. what they want. We call like the fan handy. Yeah, he's giving her the big fan job. <laughs> yeah, it's a fan job when, when you get exactly what you think you're going to get and you're happy and you want some more. Yeah, yeah. So Kylo Ren is the head of the Knights of Ren, but there are no other Knights of Ren in the movie. So this is a plot hole. I guess potentially it is, but it's the Knights of Ren could be doing something else. You know, they don't have to be with Kylo Ren all the time. We also don't know what the rules are. Right? Could could Phasma be? I don't know. A Knights could- of Ren. <clears throat> I, I don't know. that character looks way different than everybody else on the ship. Right. right. So, And that character has a lot more responsibility. Yes. So we kind of don't know exactly even what the Knights of Ren are, at least based on just movies only. I mean... It could just be his role-playing group. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, there, there might be something like the visual dictionary or the novelization of the movie, but really, we're, we just know he's the head of the Knights of Ren, but what that actually is, it's not been really fleshed out in the yeah, movies. I, I'm the heads of the Knights of the Mothers <laughs> of Desperation. <laughs> right, does that mean... What does that actually mean, you know? So we'll, we'll just let that one kind of see what's going to develop in the next movie. Okay. Captain Phasma is supposed to be a big deal character in The Force Awakens. You thought that, didn't you? Well, yeah, but you know who was supposed to be you know who was a big deal in Empire Strikes Back? Hmm. All the bounty hunters? Yeah. How many were a big deal? Just Boba Fett. Yeah, but they all got action figures, motherfucker. I know they did, right? And we still know who Bosk is. We do. And he never IG eighty eight. Oh yeah, you know, fucking bot bounty hunter. Yeah. How badass was that? He was General Grievous before General Grievous was General Grievous. <laughs> well, technically after in the timeline, but yes, in terms yeah, of what so we were you, exposed to. So you to. have a badass bot hunting humans. Right. You know this guy hunting humans. You just he never had a line. He never moved. No, he was probably he, just he was a, background. <laughs> yeah, and he, got, and he was supposed to be badass. And he's got a badass action figure. Yeah, and they gave him a, a storyline and everything. Yeah. You know. So afterwards. yeah, since when is that? required for any star wars and, character. and here's the deal like yes gwendolyn christie's captain phasma didn't do shit basically besides take down the shields you right. know which you know ultimately helped the republic so she is partially in fault or mostly in fault for having star killer base get blown up but she signed on contract for at least another one or two movies so she's going to have a bigger role i mean you also don't hire gwendolyn christie to basically be a background character you know that that character is obviously going to be bigger in the other movies. So. I, don't know, I don't think Daniel Craig made it out alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but his, I don't even think his cameo was noted. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like he wasn't credited. Yeah. I don't think it was either. Yeah, I don't think so. I think that was just, he did it because he wanted to be in star Wars, which is fine. Yeah. Okay. Number 13. Really? Was there no previous order? Finn had ever refused to execute according to the movie. No. So he was also probably never ordered to kill somebody since he supposedly, well, they said it was his first combat. action. Right. So he apparently did such a good job with the mop and broom. Yeah. They, that they gave him a blaster. Him. Yeah. And like, Go kill some fuckers for us. And they didn't work. So I, I, once again, I don't see that why that's a plot hole. Um, number 14, Gosh, he's still going on about this ex-janitor. Finn is an ex-janitor that goes AWOL from a stormtrooper uh, force numbering in the tens of thousands. So, what's the big deal? Okay. Oh, I see what he's saying. And then in his description that it's such a big deal that he went AWOL that they're sending the, uh, everyone after him. Like, they were trying to hunt him down. But the, my impression was that they were not trying to hunt down 
Finn was that they were trying to recover the plans that BB-8 had. Mm-hmm. And that Finn was just with them, so he was kind of as part of the chase. I mean, obviously, yeah. Uh, I never, I never got the feeling that a they cared too much. No, and b they had a system in place. They had a routine for people who needed to be re-educated, right? And he was so, going to be sent yes. to do that routine thing, right? Because that was they were like that is his first transgression. Like they know about this. This is not an totally yeah. We we were sending thing. him to be like re-wiped or yes. whatever that whatever they said. So they have something in place for that. So, yeah, this is not the first time this has happened, mm. you know. And also, you know, he helped Poe escape, you know, Poe Dameron. So I think that is, you know, who had the plan. So I don't know if it's necessarily so much that they were trying to catch Finn as they were to try to recover the plans, which makes sense since, you know. Like later on when Kylo calls him traitor mm-hmm. and the other one calls him traitor, mm-hmm. they don't say like traitor like incredulously like nobody's ever betrayed us before i mean this is how we deal with traitors because yeah it happens right so uh, you know once again it's i mean when you kidnap babies and you brainwash them shit probably doesn't go well you know star wars universe is not kind to children no not at all they kill babies they make them stormtroopers (laughs) (laughs) it is there's the dark side right there well yeah and you start this movie with the fucking slaughter of villagers right i mean it's pretty dark universe okay right now next number 15 let's be clear han's son joins the first order yes kylo ren and Luke's attempts to train new Jedi's go horribly long, and both men respond to these setbacks by well abandoning the resistance to be utterly slaughtered by the First Order. This one kind of makes sense. Yeah, it's bullshit, is what it is. You think? No, no, Han. Well, yeah, way Han and Luke are acting. Yeah. Okay. Why does Luke go away? Unless he's thinking that bringing the Force to power would offset the balance of the universe yeah so he's taking his force and going away yeah knowing that snoke and the other one are ineffective force users yeah he's he really and, took and, his his ball and went and went home and if you really look at it snoke's not doing anything right so let's say he's a good general and a slight force user and, and mm-hmm. with an affinity for the sith okay and then kylo ren is obviously a shit force user well he's he, got, he can't swing a lightsaber no he's and, a, he, and he has a hardest time <laughs> even fucking mind controlling the untrained <laughs> let he get someone with a little bit of training and she fucks him <laughs> he he's a guy that's badass enough to stop fa- or blaster bolts in the air but he can't fucking beat the janitor <laughs> the, the lightsaber he, he can't he can't read the janitor correctly <laughs> either so how as bad as this author calling him a janitor <laughs> so disrespectful <laughs> no but i mean so you you're saying the janitor's bullshit and i'm saying the janitor's not bullshit yeah, right. just kylo's just not good he's especially horrible at a lightsaber at the very least he sucks with a lightsaber he's untrained you know, totally with the force. I think he has raw power just because he's Leia's daughter and that's Skull Skywalker blood. But I think he's rough. Well, it I mean, took him two rough. tries that we saw to get the information from Poe. Mm-hmm. And he pretty much had to brute force into right. Poe. His brain, so, yeah. So he wasn't skilled enough to manipulate right. the information. He's he a brute needs. force. He, he's not, he doesn't have he that is, delicate he training. He's an emo, he's screamo yeah. Jedi, Sith, crybaby yeah. force user. He's got, he's got the raw power. He's just got, he doesn't have any, he's he just, it's, it's almost like Ray in a way, you know, she's got this untapped power. You know, you think, you know, Ren is much more trained, but he's really not, you know, that's what you're getting is that he's really not. And even at the very end, when Snoke says it's time to complete his training, well, obviously and Snoke's not even there. 
Right. And what's Han saying? Snoke's using you for your power? Mm-hmm. So Snoke is maybe not as powerful as Kylo Ren or using <laughs> but, him to supplement his power yeah. some way? Yeah. I think I think he's putting Kylo out there to do things that he is incapable himself of doing while doing something else. Yeah, it's hard to say exactly. We're we're just, you know, there's so little of Snoke in the movie, you know, is he just a mastermind? He's a very, you know, manipulative yeah, person. He's presented or... at this giant hologram. I bet you he's small like Yoda. <laughs> Could be, that'd be funny. So I, I think this plot hole is valid. I mean, the fact that Luke and Han do act rather, you know, non they, they run away and hide. And yeah. Luke was never a runaway hide no. guy. I mean, he came out and he's like, oh, I want to live, you know, I want to be part of the good stuff. I don't want to be on tattooing away yes. from everything. He would never do that. No. Unless he was sure that his presence would make things, things worse. worse. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens. But right now I have to say that is a plot hole. By the end of the movie, the impression is that every single force, first order soldier is dead besides Snoke, Hux, Kylo Ren, Phasma, and a few others. I didn't get that. No, I didn't get that either. I mean, the whole world blew up. Don't don't get me wrong, but the base is blown up. Yeah, but, but not the first order, right? Because Snoke is where the first order is, right? That's what I think. The first order base. It was just one big base, one yeah, huge when, base. When the Death Star yeah. was flying around, it wasn't all of the Empire's forces, right? I'm going to skip a few of these more boring ones. Um, what is really because a few of those were really boring. I know, already. but now we're running out of time. So some of those were uh, okay. More more bitching about how Luke abandons the the resistance. Um, so I think he doesn't have forty plot holes. No, he doesn't. I think that's the end result. Um, I think he has maybe ten plot holes. Yeah, and, and he wanted to hit a word count. Yeah, I think he said, "I'm going to get forty no matter what." Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I think I think we're good. Um, while these other ones are, just... I I think what's going to be interesting in the movie is with the one character who gives the lightsaber to Maz. Maz, thank you. Yeah, gives the lightsaber to um, Ray. To Ray. That what I really like about this is there are a lot of force sensitive races. Yes, that don't use the, the, the force. Right, that aren't actually Jedi. Right. You know, and mostly we touch on the ones that are like force rebuffers. Okay. The the Jabba's where the force doesn't work on them. Right. The the Watos. Yes. You know, and yes. they they tend to be bad guys, but Right. You know, they don't all have to be bad guys. Right. There's people that can maybe sense the force they get intuition. Uh-huh. You know, they get out of situations or avail- or take advantage of things, but they can't actively use the force. And this kind of goes what we were talking about, Ray, earlier, how she goes from maybe someone that has perceptions or or feeling the force, you know, and then quickly develops in the point she can do things with the force, like wipe James Bond's, you know, <laughs> mind. and Just mind fuck people <laughs> just because I just thought of it. Yeah, you know, and it, it, so it seems like that um, there's there's definitely a change there from being able to have intuition and some some connection to the Force, even if it's minor to somebody who can actively manip- manipulate things with the Force. Right. So. So we'll see mm-hmm. more about that. Hopefully we'll see more Force force aware people that aren't necessarily force users right that that level of maybe you're not a jedi but you can still do something with the force as in you know it has an effect on you so um what else was i going to say 
I guess that was it. Overall ratings, we liked the movie. Yes, I would rate it just a tad under... A New Hope. A New Hope. Yeah. Points off for not originality. <laughs> not original at all. Yeah. But yes, it's still a good movie. So I rate the Star Wars movies on the overall scale of best to worst movies of all time. Star Wars get a 1 to 10 rating. Yeah. That includes you know great movies like Godfather. And right, right. Well, you have to. I mean, Star Wars movies are some of the most beloved in the history of cinema. So Yeah. At least among our generation, too, for sure. So where New Hope gets Star Wars, mm-hmm. before it was called A New Hope. Right. It was Star Wars. Right. That's what it was on the movie poster yes. originally. Star Wars gets a solid eight. Yeah. Because it is an eight. Okay. It's not a perfect movie. Nope. Empire. Yes. Empire gets a 10. <laughs> you're like, it's the, my favorite movie of all time. It just might be. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not, If Empire's not your 10... I don't really want to know you. <laughs> Unless you're a subscriber to the podcast, then I do want to know you. You're awesome. Yeah. Then you then you get a 10 just for yes, being a subscriber. So I call this a 7. Okay. I call Force Awakens a 7 because I don't like to do halves. Halves are, bull- are bullshit. Okay. If I was going to do halves, it would get the half. Okay. Like I said, just loses points like a notch for, you know, you can't be an 8-2. Fuck yeah. you. I can't. You can't remake Psycho and get the same score as Psycho, <laughs> right? Unless you did so much better, but you know, yeah. I'm, I'm giving, not with Vince Vaughn. You didn't. No, I, I'm. I'm <laughs> gi- I, I give this one an eight. Star Wars, the original Star Wars: New Hope, still gets a higher rating for me. It gets a nine Does for it? me. Yes, yeah, I. Okay. It was it, as a kid. It was. I grew up loving the first Star Wars movie, and the thing I like about the first Star Wars movie is, is. Most people, including myself, would say probably Empire is a little bit better of a movie, which is why it gets a higher rating. But Empire, the way Empire re- ends is it, it doesn't end; it just sets up for a, a you know return, you know, and return sucks. <laughs> so, you know, when you when you watch Empire and then Empire goes off, you're like, okay, I kind of got to watch Return of the Jedi because the story's not complete, you know. Whereas if you watch Star Wars, you get a complete story. You do. Yeah. You do. So when I watch... Well, I maintain that in Empire, you get a more sophisticated story. You do. You do. But it still and, doesn't and end. No, but more like life or a more sophisticated story. Yeah. It works as long as you're willing to digest that mm-hmm. not everybody's conflict was resolved. Right. But so ends a time in their life. Right. And that really was the case. Because mm-hmm. when you come back to Jedi, it's not like two days later. No. No. It's a long time from Yeah. Me. And Han's been sucking carbonite. That sucks. Yeah. But but, Jedi, but Luke has completed his training. Yeah. Kind of by himself. Yeah. Made his own lightsaber by himself. And he finally makes it back to Dagobah to watch Yoda kick the bucket. Yeah, he does complete his training by himself. So he's doing yeah. therapy and, right. you know, getting the use of everything down. Something happens. It's been a long time. Yeah. It hasn't been two weeks. No, it's definitely been some sort of period of time. So overall, like I said, I, I give um, the original Star Wars a nine. I've always liked that movie. It's one of my favorites of all time. I can see a case for giving it a nine. Yeah, really can. and then, you know, Empire still gets its 10, as in probably, you know, up there as the best movie I've ever mm-hmm. seen. So I, I'm going with an eight with The Force Awakens. Right. Okay. And Rey is just such a cool character, you know, so, but we'll see how she develops. As a as a character, you think she's going to be like a Luke Skywalker? So character. I got high hopes. I do for the next movie. Yeah, me too. You know, is Luke going to be Obi Wan? Is he going to be Yoda? Right. Is Luke going to die now since it's we got a new generation coming up? 
Or is this going to be kind of a master Padawan conflict where we have to have Luke in order to defeat Snoke because he's that badass? And can we, so, can we forge new ground where Luke doesn't die? Luke helms right. the re- resurgence of the Jedi Council. Right, right. And, you know, we'll see. It's going to be interesting how closely they continue to follow the original trilogy kind of going storyline. Yeah. You know, because if because if Luke is kind of now the Yoda, you know, he's he's only going to have small amount of scenes in the next movie. Well, I don't know about necessarily small, but just that he's not needed after the next movie. So they can kill him off, Mm -hmm. you know, and then Ray completes. They can also just uh, stick him in the Jedi Council head position to make this whole thing start working again. Right. And then we're kind of kind of almost going back to the council we see in episode one, you know, where we have a, an actual reformed Jedi council and all. So it's kind of what you need. Right. Cause then if you have a reformed Jedi council, you know, with Luke and, and Ray, you can start doing spinoff movie like crazy. And I think that's really what Disney wants <laughs> because the mouse likes his money. Yeah. You know, a so, spin-off series. Right, spin-off with the, series with Jedi Knights. You mm-hmm. can spin-off everything. You but can, you need a Jedi Council for that to happen. Right. And you need to head up the Jedi Council. Yeah. And who better to do that than the Joker? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes my tangents are just all over the place. Yeah. Well, like, you, the, you, the people that don't know that Mark Hamill voices the Joker is like, what the fuck is he talking about? exactly it. <laughs> Those that does that do are like, oh, yeah, we get that. It's kind of funny. <laughs> what is he? Oh, yeah, he's a Joker. Okay. Yeah. But, um, so we'll see. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll know probably if Luke's by the end of the next movie, if Luke is going to die, even if it is in the third movie of the trilogy, you know, they'll, they'll yeah, set because it up. We'll see how integral his character is to the future of the right. order of right. the Jedi. Yeah. Or if Ray's going to take on all of this by herself, you know, type thing. Or so. if we're just going to throw this all, all like, I keep saying maybe they're going to do something like crazy, but they're not going to do something crazy. J.J. Abrams is not going to do something crazy. Well, J.J.'s not going to flip the script and make Kylo Ren the first. Well, J.J.'s not directing anymore. No. It's the, the guy that's doing it is this guy named Ryan Johnson yeah. or Ryan Johnson. Is Kasdan on board for the next movie, right? I think Writing? so. I think his name is actually pronounced Ryan, but it's Ryan Johnson who I know directed a couple of the episodes of Breaking Bad. Oh. So... I, and I hear he's a really good writer, and he's writing the next one, too. So we'll see how much they, they flip. But I think there's definitely a certain direction they're yeah, going with I think with Lucas it. proved that you can't have one man writing the story. <laughs> no, he definitely proved that. <laughs> you know, And like we always say, when you get a bunch of nerds together, yeah. you can write a better, uh, more solid nerd story. Right. Cause you, you can't just go off on your own because then you're going to think of crazy shit and then you're going to have fucking Rastafarian indigenous species. Misa going to be a bomb bad Sith Lord. Yeah. Still could happen. No, Still I know. could happen. <laughs> you remember what happened to Palpatine when um, Mace turned his power on him? Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Mace could have taken out Palpatine. Yes. Mace Windu was a badass. Mace Windu was supposedly the best swordsman in the Jedi Order when he died. Yeah. So he was he, he was a combat died. like expert. That was I don't his... think he died. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see him die. I saw him lose a hand. You know who you know who lost a hand and was ejected from a great height? Luke. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't die. No. No. 
Right now, Mace is hanging from an antenna somewhere. <laughs> On Coruscant. After needing Zap to the Motherfuckers, where are you now? <laughs> Say what one more time. <laughs> He's still pissed off. So we'll see. Yeah, mm. I, I, yeah. Like I said, there's potential. I think, uh, I think, you oh, know. Oh, yeah, yeah. That where I was going with that. We don't know that Snoke is not Jar Jar. Right, technically. He, he we just see a hologram. He could have been of him. horribly disfigured <laughs> in a force turned on himself accident yeah. with Luke. Jar Jar could have manifested finally, saying, Luke, you finally killed Palpatine, and yeah. now it's time for Misa to kill you, sir. <laughs> and then Luke turns the, the insidious Darth Jar Jar's power against him. <laughs> horribly disfiguring him right. into what you see as Snope. Off go the ears and yeah. all the flappiness and everything. And and his vocal cords are burned out, so he needs a new voice box so he doesn't sound like Jar Jar anymore. But that's Jar Jar. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get it. But, hey, I you know, here's the thing that I look at this movie. At the very end, they called it Episode Four, although it was called Star Wars at the time, and now we refer to it as A New Hope. But this is really A New Hope. You know, in terms of the fans have hope now for a, a new Star Wars well, series. I think more importantly, what we're hoping for in this is, trilogy to give us is not a satisfying end to a bad guy. Mm-hmm. I think the this series needs to culminate in the satisfying rebirth of the Jedi Order. Yeah, yeah. Without that, we're lost in the next set of movies. Yeah, and and I think it would be limiting to think that Disney's not going to continue to milk this. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, you know, you don't spend $4 billion to make it a trilogy. Yeah. I, you know, yes, they're releasing the, the one-off movies, but I really think that, that Disney's thinking much more long-term than that. I think they're thinking we're going to do a trilogy of this set. And then if Ray's characters and Finn's characters and whoever else is popular, we'll do another trilogy after that. So and just continue this on. We're going to get, an, we're going to get a few standalone movies featuring new characters. They're uh-huh. going to come together uh-huh. and then we're going to get, uh, episode eight. Mm-hmm. The Dawn of Jedi. Right. Like the Dawn of Justice. Right. See what I do there? I, I got that. So we're going to get a few different ones. And then we're going to get episode nine, Avengers Assemble. I mean, the first <laughs> Jedi Order. <laughs> the first Jedi Assemble. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So we're going to get all these characters that are going to come together to become the new Jedi Council in the third movie. And if what you were saying is true, that Finn has some sort of level force affinity maybe that's where they're going to bring him in you know because mm-hmm. we talked about this briefly the other day what what kind of role is finn going to have in the future because it seemed like most of his story was told in this one yeah he almost needs a movie yeah he, he almost needs like finn winter soldier <laughs> he's captain america and bucky <laughs> his story is both but it if if he has some affinity to the force that he can be like a maybe a, maybe not uber jedi like it looks like ray's going to be but some level of force sensitive at least would give his character something what more. if his force strength is the ability to fight mind control and he can manipulate and he can get deeper and deeper in with that maybe you know not every jedi is a combat expert yeah like yoda right yeah, because we all know that Kylo can't use a right lightsaber to save his life right. or barely save his life. In his older so, years, Ben wasn't too good either. No, no. his I mean, he was the master at one point. You know, he kicked Anakin's ass. He kicked Grievous's ass. He know. did. There, there was nobody better. Well, 
he said Mace was better than he was. There was a, there was a, and then, and then he went with uh, Anakin and he was, and Anakin was talking about how great he was. And yeah. he told, he cautioned him that Mace was, or Anakin said he might even be better than Mace. There was a, there was a quote at one point that, um, I think it was actually in one of the books, but mm-hmm. you know, you know how they are with the books now, or we were what talking books? about, yeah, the canon books or the not canon books. Now. <laughs> there are no books. But there was a quote at one point that they said that in his style, the defensive style that, that Obi-Wan used, that he was the master at one point. Mm-hmm. You know, that he was obviously slowed down with age by the time. And he really didn't lose that duel either. He went into the Force. You know, Vader never actually hit yeah, him. Yeah, he was, he was performing a Force act. Yes, when he died. But he was, he was the defensive master. His game was to wear you out till you did something stupid, and then he chopped your legs off. Yeah. <laughs> well, in one swipe, he gets a leg... Two legs and an arm. Yeah, that was a badass wave, you know. But it was because that was what he did. He was Mr. Defense. He just he, waited, he makes a waited, circle waited. Yeah, that, that takes your limbs off. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, and but Anakin or Mace was considered the badass at you know offense, like and defense. He was mm-hmm. you know the combat master. But Obi Wan was at his form, you know, awesome. Yeah. So, well, a good defensive style in in the martial arts, right, puts you at an advantage. Well, be, because you never. Ex- beyond yes you're never focusing off it you just wait for the openings to come to you someone to make get silly and make a mistake you know and that's what his his form was so so a lot to be said about that i mean i know a lot to be said about how cold obi-wan was to anakin (laughs) when he did that i mean we wouldn't have had to deal with the movies if he would have just manned up and and killed him yeah i mean dude you just cut off all this shit yeah and he's on fire (laughs) and yeah and you leave him there Look, I know he killed a lot of people and you want him to suffer. Babies. Babies. He's a baby killer. Just cut his head off. One more cut. Yeah, or stab him through the heart if you don't want to cut his head off. You know, one more. You already chopped his limbs off and left him burning. (laughs) That's pretty cold. It's actually more cold than killing him because you're letting him slowly suffer to death. Right. I'm surprised you even walk away. You should have just watched if if it was that important to you. Yeah. You just watch him fry. Yeah. But no, the second you turn away... After doing this, <laughs> the Empire comes and picks his ass up because apparently Obi-Wan can't sense that he's not dead yet. But the Empire, Emperor all the way from Coruscant can sense that yeah. Darth Vader's in trouble and knows to send everybody yeah, to come get him. got to go pick up the carcass of my idiot, like, uh, helper. Yeah. So, I don't know. But. So, that was our commentary and and... and and rating of force awakens we're totally excited for the next movie we're going to see this one at least a couple more times each yes so if you stood through all this or listened through all the spoilers and you hadn't seen the movie well you're spoiled but go watch the movie anyway yes and and the first one that listens to uh the first one to comment on on this podcast just uh we'll we'll send you a free desperate mothers t-shirt all we have is large and extra large left so hopefully hopefully you're 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 not a real nerd (laughs) or you can sleep in it no you can sleep in it yeah yeah just uh comment on the blog okay at desperatemothers.net there you go and so the first one to comment on this blog on this uh podcast comment section we'll we'll mail you one you're not going no one's gonna no we're this shirt safe yeah Because we still have some kamikaze shirts left. Yeah. And we're trying to give them away. We are trying to give them away because we got new shirts coming up. Excellent. Yeah, new fundraiser shirts. Okay. Very cool. All right. So thanks for listening to the Desperate Mothers Podcast. I'm CJ Watson. And I'm Matt Everhart. Hop on.
126. Yeah. Is that the longest one ever? Okay. 